Hey y'all! I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo, sumo Kaboom! Where we talk about all things sumo. That's right, welcome back. First up, we have a Kachikoshi Bingo winner! Yes. I was so excited because it came on the last day. Yes. So, by the way, thank you for everyone who played. We had over a hundred people, I think, play from all over the world. Yes, it was so fun to and see everybody playing. Even we were playing. You know what's been so cool about playing bingo is the other two English language sumo podcasts both won. Sumo Mayanichi yes. last week and the Grand Sumo Breakdown this week. Yeah. So it's just like this really fun community. So we love to know you guys are all um, enthusiastically playing these games with us. We wanted to just do a little shout out, a little a little breakdown on Grand Sumo Breakdown. Since just in case won. you don't know who they are, they're a really great podcast and it's comprised of a few guys. Jake, Mac, Flarick, and Ryan. That's more than a few. That's four. <laughs> Ryan is the one that runs the Twitter, and he did the actual Kachikoshi Bingo, and he's actually the one who's that we've been in contact with. But he got into sumo in 2016 after Jake stumbled across an article on the 538 website discussing Hakaho and Raiden. And after that, he decided to watch some sumo, and he got the rest of the gang basically hooked on sumo. And the very first tournament that they all watched all the way through was the Kyushu 2016 tournament where Kakaru won. In a nutshell, who they are, they're about four 30-year-old guys from Iowa who just really <laughs> like sumo and they wanted to start a podcast. So that's what they did. So and they have a very successful podcast. Yes, they do. It's and really fun. I was just going to say, what I love about that story is it's so similar to us as well. We're yeah. just two ladies from Texas that love sumo, and we were like, how can we learn more about it? And Let's I forced start a everybody podcast. in the living room to watch sumo <laughs> and be like, see how great it is? Well, here's their favorite wrestlers. I always like to ask people who their favorite wrestlers are, just because it's fun. Yeah. So Ryan's favorite is Hokuto Fuji. Which uh, I love. I love Hokuto Fuji. Uh, Jake's favorite is Takayasu. Uh-huh. So you Jake and I are very much, yeah, we very much think the same. Mac's favorite is Chiwambaru, Mr. Mm-hmm. Sumo, and probably Asano Yama, mm-hmm. too. And Flaric is nebulous and loves everyone except Shodai. <laughs> Well, I bet he had a tough week. Flarick had an awful week then. Everybody (laughs) else loved it. I know. So they started the podcast in 2017, and this tournament has just ended their fourth year of coverage. So anyway, thanks, guys. That's just a little bit about them. You can always follow those guys and listen to their great podcast, too. Um, It's really nice to just meet other people in the community. So Mm -hmm. thanks for playing along with us It was really fun. Yes, absolutely. Do we have any current news? Well, you know what? I think we're going to have to keep our news to the second like half or more than the second. I think the the very end. Okay, let's do. Let's jump right back into the sumo then. Because when we left, it was day nine. Yeah. There was a six-way tie for first place and a four-way tie for second place. No one had a kachikoshi. After day nine, which is crazy. That is crazy. This yeah. was such a bonkers hot show, right? It was. It was just so weird across the board without yes. our Yokozunas. And oh, it was so strange. It was still great, but so weird. Yeah. Day 10. We'll start a little light and easy. I thought Terunofuji versus Takano show. I love Takano show. He just, his big, beautiful smile. He's just so 
fun. So I'm always watching his bouts. But him versus Ted and Fuji was fun for me because Takanosho has this really powerful tachi eye mm-hmm. and he comes in lower, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he does a really great job after the tachi eye of keeping Ted and Fuji upwards, right? And he keeps at it and pushes him back and finishes him off with a yorikiri. And it looks simple, but I know it was not. Takanosho, just because he looks so jolly and sweet, you just don't think he's just this incredible, I mean, of course, he's an incredible sumo wrestler, but he really showed his skill set and he pinned Terunofuji in a way that he had no way to go but out through great footwork from Takanosho, staying on the dirt, slightly bent and moving forward, he was able to turn Terunofuji into toast and that was not easy. You know what I noticed about Takanosho this week? What? I noticed, and it felt really naughty, that you can usually see Takanosho's belly button. <laughs> and no, most There's of the time, like naughty about a belly button, but, but, but because, you feel like you're, it's a little bit extra. Yeah, because we extra. normally never see belly buttons on these guys. Their mawashis are really high, and you can't see a belly button. But on his, is it any or an Audi? It's an any. <laughs> uh, on that same note. Uh, Hoshoryu versus somebody grabbed at whoever it was. It may have been from like day 15. He grabbed somebody's butt cheek. He was really, really low yeah. and he grabbed his butt cheek and really, really grasped. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> along that line, I was like, whoa, hey, oh, his she should be, t- you know, tied a little tighter. Yeah. Okay. So Indo versus Tamawashi. Now, this was mostly thrusting up top, as usual, and Endo thrusts back a bit, and Tamawashi gets Endo, though, spun around, and he has him held kind of like, do you remember this? It was like a Heimlich maneuver, and he pushes him out pushes him out from behind with this rear push down. But it was just one of these ones where you're like, that's so interesting how he got Endo so easily spun around, and he was basically bear-hugging him from behind and just pushed him out. That was an interesting one. Isn't it crazy th- talking about Endo? Now, uh, where I was just thinking, what happened to Indo? Yeah, what day did he go out? Uh, literally well, in uh, the future, because it fe- seems ages ago, <laughs> doesn't it? That we even saw Indo. I thought maybe he possibly retired. Like <laughs> that's how far out of his mo- my mind he was. <laughs> anyway, oh, Shodai versus Teretsuyoshi, though. Now this Tachiai for Teretsuyoshi is like hitting a wall with Shodai. Obviously, he cannot. Push Shodai backwards. Mm-hmm. And this says a lot for just Shodai's brute force, brute strength. And Shodai grabs his right hand and denies and denies Tedetsuyoshi any sort of grip. It really is kind of beautiful. Shodai walks him back and out for an easy Yorikiri win. But he had this huge left arm wraparound of Tedetsuyoshi's right arms. And with that, he thrusts him down and flying out of the doyo. But it just, I think that was the day where I just thought, this guy. I think it's going to be his Yusho. I think it's going to be his Yusho. Who, Teretsuyoshi? No. <laughs> Crab walker extraordinaire walks away with the trophy. <laughs> Shodai. There's just, I was just like, what a pro. What well, a pro. I remember that fight because that's the fight Shodai just grabbed Teretsuyoshi by the neck and just pushed him back by the neck. <sighs> yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, God, that's more aggressive than I've seen Shodai be in quite a while. Well, Woo! you don't expect it because he just is so unassuming. Yeah. Well, he's mean when he needs to be. I, I wasn't, my hopes were not on Shodai at day 10. I can't say I was that intuitive, but I did make a note that he was certainly more aggressive than I've seen him be in a while. 
Yeah. Well, that is all I got. Well, I would like to add to that. We got our first Kachikoshi on day 10 from Oh No Show. Oh, oh right. No Show was the first Kachikoshi of the bunch. Really? Isn't that? It's so hard to even well, imagine what that a, now. I mean, what a tournament. I from know. Last tournament. I know. And Kiribayama went out on day 10 with an injured shoulder. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was doing really well. Oh, yeah. Up to that point. Well, and I said he has a lot of momentum. I've been in his camp for a while. After day 10, we had whittled first place down to a five-way tie. Yeah. (laughs) Basically just a crapshoot. Who knows? Yes. We went into day 11 and Shohozan got his third straight win on day 11 after going zero and eight. So he was having quite a different tournament by day 11. I just felt so sorry for him the second he stepped on the doyo each and every day. Oh, he did much better, though, in week two. Much, much better. The fight uh, Ichinojo versus Kotoeko. And first of all, I want to say Kotoeko, this tournament has looked so much stronger. Yeah. So much more powerful. But Ichinojo... I kind of un- considered him like middle management of all the other Bashos. Y- yeah. And then there's something different, this Basho. There is something different. There is something different. Well, he met Ichinojo on day 11, and Ichinojo looked like a slowly advancing iceberg, and Kotoeko <laughs> broke like waves on the surface of this Mongolian monster. It was literally two <laughs> thrusts from Ichinojo, two. And Kotoeko went down Just, like the Titanic. He did. <laughs> was, so he had been, yeah, looking strong, but not in this not fight. At, not, not at that Ichinojo. day. It was just one of those hilarious wins that I love sumo for. Okay, Tobizaru continued his streak of rookie wins. Remember, this is his first Makauchi division tournament ever. And he continued. <sighs> Continued his string of wins on day 11 by beating Onosho, yep. who at that time was in first place. Right. He basically started picking off co-leaders one by one from this point on in the tournament, Tobizaru. Uh, he must have started feeling really great about his sumo by this point in the Basho. Also on day 11, Shimano Umi got enhoed. In a fight that yes. looked like it could have taken place in a bullfighting ring. <laughs> it really it was did. a very athletic fight. <laughs> I have to explain this one because I enjoyed it. And I've watched it many times since this day. And I still love it every time. Enho came in low, as you would expect. There was a lot of jostling it's for like jostling. It's like uh, trying to wrangle a toddler when you're yeah, fighting with Enho. an extreme toddler. <laughs> Enho basically started to move backwards, and he skated around the very edge of the ring to his left very quickly as Shimano Umi was coming forward. And Shimano Umi leaned forward to finish Endo off with this big push. And just at that moment, Endo sidestepped to the right, and Shimano Umi Basically, he torpedoed himself right (laughs) out of the ring and right into a sideline judge who then had to stand (laughs) up and shake off the impact over the next few minutes. I mean, it was like, yeah, what I remember about that is that Shimano Umi thought he had Inho. Oh, he totally knew he he had him. He was like, oh, I'm done. And in that split second, 
that's when Inho does yeah. his Inho magic and he got Inho'd and it was just like, buddy, it was. you cannot count your chickens before they hatch. Yep. You were not done. I know. Kota Shoho won with a similar move against Aoyama that day, who, after looking so strong and agile the day before, Aoyama got a bit off balance and he ran himself right out of the ring a bit slower than Shimano Umi did in the previous fight. I mean, if Shimano Umi's exit was a torpedo, Aoyama's exit was a little more like the leaning tower of Pisa. <laughs> I and still wrote flying out of there. I wouldn't call For it him. flying. Well, as I close call as Ayogama could ever fly. It was, it was a, like it lumbered a out heavy lumbering lean. <laughs> it was like a, a large ball rolling downhill and off the toyo. <laughs> but really, the biggest story of day 11 was the mystery of Takakesho. Takakesho versus Takarafuji. The bout itself looked more like a training bout. It was not flashy in any way whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Takara Fuji was not trying too hard. There was a big push from Taka T-Rex, and Taka T-Rex lost his footing and landed on his belly just after he pushed Takara Fuji out. But as he was getting up, the mystery began. So he was on his knees and he was bending his right arm over and over again. And there was this kind of like he couldn't support his. I thought it was because he couldn't support the weight of his chest. Yeah. Okay. So the announcers, the NHK announcers were saying, oh, he just got the wind knocked out of him, which was so wrong, so wrong in every way, because this super sleuth knows that that is not what it looks like when you get the wind knocked out of you. Right. His there was something in his right shoulder not tracking the way it was supposed to. Right. I actually thought he had dislocated his shoulder. Yeah. Because that's the kind of movement that you see when somebody's trying to put their shoulder back into socket. Mm. It looks very similar to that. Ooh. So something was not working the way it was supposed to. So I left that fight wondering. I was worried. If Takakesho was injured. I thought for sure he was going to pull out after that fight. But he did not. Something was amiss, but we didn't know what it was. Okay, the tie for first place after day 11 was now a four-way tie. There's a pattern here. It's like one person at a time is getting knocked off of first place. And this takes us to day 12. That's right. Day 12 was fun for me. There was a lot to mention. First and foremost was that Toby Zaru versus Wakataka Kage. Mm -hmm. So weirdly, these two guys are tied. And at the top of the leaderboard... Mm, on day 12. Wakataka Kage tries to jump to the side at the tachi eye, but Tobisaru stays constant with incredible focus and keeps his eyes on Wakataka Kage's movements. Now, Tobisaru is really, really good with the footwork and he stays on him and he's not thwarted by Wakataka Kage's neck thrusts and he just manhandles him back and off center and eventually slaps him right down at the edge. As Wakataka Kage is stumbling out, Tobisaru just gives a finishing uh, off with a push out from the rear. One more off the leaderboard. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what but Toby that was Zaru the did. day, I think. Everybody knew Toby Zaru had momentum, but that day I was like, <laughs> this kid's really good. <laughs> I mean, Wakataka really Kage has an incredible record. He's also been looking yes, good. So these two good. with this new energy, uh -huh. new young wrestler energy was just a fun one to watch. Yeah. And they were both 9-2 at that point. Yeah. So tied with really great scores. Yes. Okay. So 
uh, Ted and Fuji versus Onosho. Yeah. This is the day that I was like, Onosho's like, I'm back, bitches. Yeah, that face that he made. Yes, afterwards he was like, yeah, I yeah. did it. Okay, so Onosho is back. He had this great big tachi eye. Although it's actually deflected quite easily by Tedunofuji. But Onosho gets a grip on the inside upper arms of Tedunofuji and pushes him up. And Tedunofuji is just too high at that point. He can't fight back as his arms are all wrapped up in Onosho's arms. And Onosho throws him at the edge from his powerful inside arm position. It was beautiful. Onosho's face said it all, though, at the end. Mm -hmm. And like I said up top, he knew he was back. Yes. There was something about that. He was like, remember that last tournament where I just sucked balls the whole time? This tournament, I am back. And I love to see it. I love any glimpse of like whatever they're feeling on the, I know they're supposed to be stoic. Yes. But I just love it when I see a little bit. One, it must feel really good to throw down somebody who's that much better bigger than yeah you. and also to just say screw you to all those who doubted me or gave me so much crap since the last one yes the last Two, show. it should be said though that the very next day Terana fuji pulled out yes because of a knee injury yes so <laughs> he was probably fighting with a bum knee that's true yeah but there but you go still still <laughs> oh no she can feel very happy he thinks he's back yes <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Takayasu versus Mitaka Yumi. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are two big dogs, but right off the Tachi Eye, it was sort of an actually an even strong Tachi Eye. Mitaka Yumi is moving forward and he doesn't actually gain much ground. Mitaka Yumi almost slips and Takayasu tries to advance, but also sort of slips. It's like ice out there, it seems. Then there's this jostling to get the lower and inside position. Takayasu tries a slap down. It's unsuccessful. As Mitaka Yumi keeps upright, unfortunately, Taka keeps his thrusting <laughs> going forward. And in that, Mitaka Yumi is moving around. Takayasu has Mitakiyumi's left upper arm wrapped up and he swings or throws him down at the same time, throwing himself down too. And Mitakiyumi falls awkwardly and also he couldn't quite get up quickly. And I actually thought this might be another injury just kind of happened in this big match that luckily for the rest of the Basho didn't really come to be true. But I no, was like, there was something in the way he fell that I got a little bit nervous. But Takayasu won. Yeah, they both fell. They kind of looked like very large bowling pins. They both kind of knocked into each other and fell down. And it was all about who fell down second. Yes. That would be the one who won. That was Takayasu. Yes. Yeah. Well, this match is not that much to talk about other than Shodai just owned Takata Fuji. But it was... Uh, after being interviewed um, on whatever day this is, what day is this, 12? Yeah. Um, after being interviewed on day 12, Shodai actually revealed that he has asked not to be told who he is to face the next oh. day. Yeah. And it seemed to actually what be working. Be yeah. Obviously, he mentions in some of his future in interviews just how nervous he gets. Yeah. And I think that that was really important to know that. At this point, over the last few Bashas where he's been so close, yeah, the nervousness and all of that gets to his head. And so it was interesting to actually hear him reveal he's like, I fight better not knowing the whole night before who I have to fight or worry about. He just I likes going in. I do too. I'm like, I feel I feel the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this one. The last one I'll talk about is Asano Yama versus Daesho. 
Now, I got a little bit nervous in this one because feisty little Daesho has his, as usual, enormously big Tachi eye. Asanayama bears the brunt very well, and he moves from the inside with Daesho moving backwards. Asanayama then pushes him. Then Daesho rallies with his thrusting game and stops that. He actually moves Asanayama back against all of the thrust and stays close to the chest of Daesho. Then he charges at Daesho's middle and again with solid footwork, never ever lifting off his feet from the dirt, and he keeps his forward momentum and movement going. So Asanayama just keeps the focus, turns Daesho towards the edge and pushes him out. And Daesho said about this, I'm still not good enough. There's no use of being sad. I just want to seize on the future. In a nutshell, Asanayama won. Daesho put up a really big fight. But Asanayama sort of started to show maybe just he wasn't quite as confident with this one. And he did manage to eke out a win, but um, it just seemed hard fought. Mm. I think in a nutshell, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. All right. That's all I got. Well, I would like to add to that that Takakesho had a very, very lucky day on day 12 because he met Endo. And that was the day that Endo withdrew because of uh, fluids building up in his knee. Yeah. So remember, Takakesho Mystery, we're like, is he injured? Luckily, he got a day off. He did. The next day, which I think saved him big time. Yeah. So after day 12, now we have a three-way tie. Takakesho, who might be injured. Shodai, very exciting to think about. This guy winning. He's never won before. And, and Tobizaru, rookie in the top division for the first time. Also very exciting. Ooh, who's going to take it? Okay, day 13. And I would say, looking back on this, day 13 and day 14 were the really critical ones. Yes. Day 13 was really all about injury. Okay. Kiribayama came back with a taped up shoulder. Chiyotairu went out. With an ankle injury, Terano Fuji went out, mm -hmm. Endo went out the day before. So we just had a lot of big changes in the lineup. We did have a verdict reversal on day 13 that was really interesting. Kagayaki versus Tochin Ocean. Oh, yeah. There was a straightforward meeting in the middle at the Tachiai. They locked up arms. Tochin Ocean went for Kagayaki's head. And neck. Yeah, and the he brutal neck them. thrust. The he pulled them forward and down. Uh, but Kagayaki moved forward. Tochinoshin turned and dropped Kakayaki right at the edge of the ring. But drama. I mean, it looked to me when I first watched it like Tochinoshin was the clear, yeah. very clear winner. Yeah. But all the judges got up immediately. There was a Manoe. And the judges reversed the decision because Tochinoshin's heel grazed the dirt just outside of the ring right before that final throwdown. So big kudos to the judges. We had wonderful slow-mos to watch this day where, you know, it was like, oh my God, did the heel touch or not? Did the dirt move or not? It was microscopic. It was great. And, you know, for people that hate Tochinoshin like you, it was probably marvelous. Well, I will say, I like to think that it's not just me. He always gets a second look from those side judges. Yeah. I just don't think people like him. <laughs> and maybe they have what I have. Maybe. But I did keep noticing. I was like, they seem to watch him like very, very closely. Mm. And that little heel graze, yeah. like I saw it 
But I mean, that also could have been. Com- I mean, it was the dust of the dust, the snake eye. Like, yeah, it was it, small. It was minuscule. Yeah. And I would think with somebody else that they like more, they would be like, I don't know, his foot did that. Oh, touch. really? I think? do think. Oh, I do I'm think. I'm not sure I agree with you there. I but do that's think. All right. That's all right. Guess who had two false starts and then a Henka to win? If you guess Terrence Yoshi, you're right, because he's just all about mental chess. Little guy playing mental chess. He just now totally seems like Draco Malfoy to me. Yeah. Like whenever he gets up there, he I'm like. He does seem like a little bit of a villain, right? Just, yeah, he kind of does. I'm, he's a sh- he's shystery. <laughs> shifty. Yeah. Shifty. That's your word. He's kind of shifty, shifty this tournament. So he had one of those wins. Okay. Toby Zaru versus Takanashu. Takanashu. So this this was a really interesting meeting because both of these guys, they've met five times before. Tobizaru has lost, had lost each and every time. Okay. Wow. So Tobizaru is tied for first, but he's meeting someone he's never beaten before. So it was really kind of an exciting match, they I had thought. that weird soft tachi eye off the top. Yes, they, they it was did. like a little like... What am I? Ooh, what, yeah. What do I so do? it looked like Takanosho was way more aggressive in the beginning. He basically jumped all over Tobizaro at the top. Tobizaro just stood up, and then he reacted very quickly. He moved backwards, and he did a just a beautiful sidestep right at the edge to throw down Takanosho. And it, that was his first win against Takanosho. Takanosho is a Magishiro one. Yeah. So it was a really big. Win. It was a huge for win him. for him. He is now fighting harder and harder opponents. So he's this guy in the bottom of the Micahshire ranks who's just beaten. Let's let's just call him an enemy, right? I don't know if they're friends or enemies, but he's never beaten this guy before. He just <laughs> beat him for the first time. How could you make Takanosho anybody's enemy? I know he's it's hard to make so rice ball sweet. anybody's energy. He's just so sweet. It, enemy. Yeah, I know. But I like to think of it like, okay, he's climbing up the Micahshire ranks now. He's probably still tied for first place at this point. Now he's going to be meeting Sanyaku guys. So what's going to happen next? And this, he just, he looked great. He has a strong lower body. He's super fast. It was a great win. Okay, Shodai. So day 13 and 14, he met the Ozekis. Takakesho. So today, so on day 13, he met Takakesho, who we think might be injured. Co-leaders here at this point, along with Tobizaro, uh, there was a huge tachiai, as you would expect, from Explosive. these guys. Yes. Sho- well, actually, and I should say, you should expect it from Takakesho. You shouldn't always expect expect it from Shodai, because mm-hmm. he doesn't often do huge tachiais. But he decided to on both days, 13 and 14. They were huge, explosive Tachiais against Ozeki. Takakesho was pushing with everything he had, and Shodai was taking those big pushes like he was meeting waves at Wet and Wild. He just leaned into them <laughs> and absorbed them. Can and you explain he, Wet and Wild to our international wild, Oh, listeners. sorry. Water park. It's like a Texas water park where they make big waves, right? So they mechanically make... They can make, I don't know, four or five foot waves that you have to like lean into or else yeah. you get It's an enormous pool where probably hundreds of people urinate. 
<laughs> yeah, with big waves. Yeah, so Shodai was taking on these big pushes from Takakesho, like those big waves at Wet and Wild, absorbing them, leaning into them. Basically, he waited until Takakesho came in really close for a final push, and he stepped aside and pushed Takakesho to the side and down. He took Takakesho off the leaderboard. He took an Ozeki off the leaderboard. Yeah. It was exciting. It was beautiful. And the final match of the day, Asanayama versus Mitake Yumi. Asanayama did a beautiful, gorgeous overarm throw of the 350-pound, very large Mitake Yumi. Yes. It was quite a takedown. It was. Basically, the stacks of envelopes were getting bigger and bigger at this point. Tobizaru, Shodai are sharing the lead. After day 13, with Takakesho, Asanoyama, Wakatakakage, and Onosho trailing. So, Tobizaru has to meet some Sanyaku at this point. Who will he meet in the final two days? Shodai has met them and has won. At this point, I had my money squarely on Shodai. But we'll see. All right, day 14. I just wanted to talk about somebody we haven't talked about yet because he's down in Jirio, but good old Ikioi. He went up against Ichiura, who's my Gashira 13, and Ikioi was just bent in half most of the bout with tiny Ishiura. Ishiura does this pulling underarm throw eventually that just basically did Ikioi in, and he was so slow. Ikioi was so slow to get up. Can I just take a little moment? Cue the music. Ikioi is this guy who has consistently just given his heart to sumo. Mm -hmm. He's this guy who just takes every aspect of sumo, especially the singing part. He's a really great singer. And he's just going to be your most, like, um, supportive sumo wrestler, like, of everybody else. That's what I imagine. I just think he's just the best. He's game for anything. He, he's going to tell you if you're going in the wrong direction in life. This is just the kind of guy Ikiwa he's a, is. He's a mentor. He is. I, I used to not like him. I think it's because like his eyebrows are really, really extreme. He has a very extreme eyebrow game. Mm. Uh, and it made him not like him? Well, it just made him look kind of sinister. But he's actually not. He's a softy and he loves everyone. And anyway, that's just my little valentine to Ikioi. I loved seeing him being bumped up from Jirio just to lose to Ishiura, but I always look forward to watching kooky little Ikioi with his dukes up and his unique old man stance at the Tachiai. My thought watching him on day 14 was he looks tired well, and banged I, up. I think that's why I wanted to do the valentine is I just okay. think he's towards the end. He's okay. so banged up. And, yeah, like um, Kotoshogiku. Like oh. you watch them and go, oh, they're going to be so happy when this is over and they can rest. Hoshoyu versus Kagiyaki. This was a quick but a very beautiful one. I loved this fight. Yes. Kagiyaki tries to keep Hoshoyu upwards and moving back and pushing and staying close to Hoshoyu's chest, keeping low, which is really good. But in a in this super quick move, just as Kagiyaki is grabbing at the back of his mawashi, Hoshoyu gets... He's, he sort of sneaks to the side and is now side by side with Kagiyaki and in this perfect position for a throw. And he hooks the inner thigh of Kagiyaki's leg with his leg and executes this beautiful Kakanage throw. My favorite. Picture. Marite. Yes. Picture perfect. Beautiful sumo. They both fall to the ground at the same rate, but Hoshoryu keeps his right hand just barely above Kagiyaki's chest so that Kagiyaki hits the ground first. It was 
beautiful. Yeah, this has to be my second favorite fight of the entire tournament. It I just gorgeous. cannot get enough of that Kimarite. I think it's gorgeous. It's a yeah. thing of artistry. Yeah, it was it was remarkable. All right. Inho versus Teretsuyoshi. Huge <laughs> hinka by Inho. A huge jump to the left. Teretsuyoshi is looking down at this point, headed to the dirt. He somehow stays upright. But now Inho is behind him and reaching around him and, and grabs at the front of his mawashi. Teretsuyoshi. Teretsuyoshi just stays with him, but he isn't budging, and Inho cannot push him down. So they do this kind of weird grab-your-partner-do-si-do thing. It's the promenade. It's the promenade. And Inho grabs the back leg as it as he's going out, and he lifts it like a, ba- like, uh, like a ballerina, I guess. And with that in turning momentum, he's on one leg, and Teretsuyoshi is now flung out of the ring with a rear pushout from Enho. My notes about this one say, Draco Malfoy got promenaded out of the ring. <laughs> that would be accurate. Mm-hmm. He got enho <laughs> I don't know why the NHK has not called us to be commentators. I don't because... know either, because I'm bringing wet and wild and square dancing in. And ballerina yeah. moves. Okay. The biggest match of the day. Yep. Asanoyama versus Shodai. Yes. So Shodai quickly off of the Tachiai got to the inside of Asanoyama and grabs the upper arm of Asanoyama's right arm and turned him inside, which um, had Asanoyama in this really strange angle. And Asanoyama tries to straighten himself out, but he's stepping backwards. And now Asanoyama is at the edge. And then Shodai just grabs the front and back of Asanoyama's Mawashi and pushes him out from a side angle. He finishes him off with a huge shove to the ground. <laughs> I love, can I just read to you my notes from this match? Yeah. Okay. Another Josie Doe. Uh, no, no, no. Round and round. This is what I say. I say Osanayama can completely change the leaderboard here if he wins. All he's got to do is win. Right? Yeah, he's got to beat Shodai. That's all he's got to do. Shodai's really good. And Shodai <laughs> is not one for Big Tachiai. But this one was so, 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 so big. That Tachiai that it took Asanayama back and to the side in an awkward position, and he simply never recovered. He did I, I think he was yeah, shocked. Flipped he was shocked. Shodai flipped him unceremoniously back and over, like feet overhead. Like, I think Shodai was saying, I am on par with you. I am of equal. I know you got to Ozeki before I did, but I'm I'm nipping at your heels. Oh, there was yeah. something in that messaging and that touchy eye. It was awesome. Okay, <laughs> Toby Zaru versus Takakei Show. I believe this is his first Ozeki. Is it? Well, this was a fun one. Toby Zaru had a blast getting beat by Takakesho. And how did we know that? It, he just had a big old smile That's on his right. face afterwards. <laughs> and you could actually just see how much fun he was just having, trying out what what it was like maybe fighting against the big dogs. And Toby Zaru just tries his best to stay dug into the and close to Takakesho's chest and and who ends up somewhat denying a bunch of these huge, you know, Takakesho does these like pouting toddler slap downs. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not going to do it. But apparently they're really, really strong and powerful. Yes. That most wrestlers can't handle his little um, pouty toddler 
hand moves. But anyway, Takakesho is just watching him, though, for his little trickery, because he assumes it's coming. He does get a couple of strong slapdown attempts in there. And miraculously, Tobizaru stays on his feet throughout all of those with mm. incredible balance. And eventually, as Tobizaru tries to lunge and push Takakesho backwards, which is ridiculous, because Takakesho is just like a wall of bricks. Takakesho seizes in that moment and he steps back with Tobizaru's forward momentum and he finishes off in Takakesho's style with this big push down followed by a huge, you know, of course, pouty pouty, a toddler slap down. And Tobizaru is in the dirt hard, but he got to experience the full throttle and nature of Takakesho. Yeah. I think that's what that big smile was. He was like, I got beat. I fought so hard. I yeah. I hung in there for much longer than maybe he had imagined he would. Yeah. And he still got beat, but he had so much fun. Tommy Zaru, he performed courageous, exciting sumo in this match. And I would say if you're just going to watch one match from day 14, make it this one. Oh, yeah. Like, watch this kid take on an Ozeki for the first time. Right. But also to see Takakesho's expertise in yes. what he does. And, and be like, remember that Takakesho might be injured here, too. That's right. the thing. It's like, I always, I have to think about the stories behind these matches. Here's this up-and-coming kid, first time in the major leagues here, and he is fighting top dog who might be injured. And it's a great, courageous fight. He takes him on. He doesn't hanka. He doesn't jump out of the way. No. He doesn't try anything weird. He just takes him on and has a, the time of his life doing it, is what it looks like. Yes. Oh, it was so exciting. So at the end of day 14, Shodai is the only one in the lead. He has beaten both Ozeki. He just needs to win on the final day yes. in order to take the title. Day 15 for me was like really, it was super fun bingo day because there were so many guys going for the Kachikoshi. And I was close. I was close, but I did not get my bingo, right? We had Ichinojo get his Kachikoshi, Hoshoryu, Kageyaki, Koto Echo. There were great fights between Koto Echo and Takara Fuji. Um, just so much wonderful stuff going on. Taka Nosho got his 10th win and Maigashira won against Aoyama, which means he's probably going to be in the Sanyaku yeah. next time, which is also exciting, yeah. which means we'll be doing some sort of spotlight on Taka Nosho and we're going to know more about yep. him in the future. Uh, Kiribayama got his ninth win after disappearing for four days and, and then coming back, back to the ball show. Strong. And just ended up doing strong man sumo with Mitakeyumi chest to chest. Yeah. I mean, incredible sumo. But really, it all came down to this fight. Shodai versus Tobizaru. Yep. Okay. Oh, what a story. So basically, if Shodai wins, he wins the tournament. If he loses, there's going to be a playoff. Right. Right? And he'll play the same guy again if he loses. So he does actually have two shots at this, if you right. think about it in, in one way. But he could just end it real fast with a win. But he's loaded with the knowledge of the past two Bashos. Yes. Where he, was where he didn't win. So close. Yes. <laughs> so you can taste it for Shodai. Yeah. You can taste how desperate he probably is for this yep. win. You can, pro you can like see him holding the anxiety in. Like, I'm... I'm just gonna do my sumo. I'm just gonna be loose. I'm gonna do my sumo. I'm gonna do what I've always done. And there's Toby Zaro, who is like a, an electric light 
plug who's just like zipping with energy and cannot wait to get going. Tobizaru got in lower at the Tachiai. He got inside and he took Shodai right to the edge of the ring and the audience started to squeal and scream because it looked like like, Shodai (gasps) was losing. Shodai valiantly resisted and he pushed and Tobizaru moved Shodai to the side and then found a deep double inside grip. But bobbly-headed, loosey-goosey Shodai, who's been working so hard on being loose Mm -hmm. in his sumo, remained loose and skipped to the side and threw Tobizaru to the dirt. Oh, oh, Tobizaru wanted it so badly and looked disappointed. Oh, he was crying. Shodai. Shodai held it together. Shodai held it together until he walked off the doyo and he found his stable mate, in the Hanamichi, and that's where the yes. tears started to flow. It's, yeah, we got sumo tears. We got sumo tears. It was I awesome. was crying. I literally got goosebumps watching that match because I just, I didn't know how much I was on the Shodai train. I was so on the Shodai train. I wanted it so bad for him. And even before you saw that little clip of him with his attendant, you know, letting go of just all that tension, I, I had goosebumps. I was smiling ear to ear. I was just so happy for him. My first thought was Amy from Sumo Mainichi is thrilled right oh, now. Oh, you know it. <laughs> she loves on the show I trained for a while. Yes. Yes. Now, when you said there were sumo tears, did you mean Tobizaru cried? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that one. Right as he was being beat. Uh, right after he got up, there was like this big, huge frown of like, yes. keep it together. And he was like, <gasps> he just, he didn't, but it, you could see in that he moment. He was disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. He was very disappointed. I mean, what a story too. I know. You know, if he had gotten it, what a story. Yep. But for Shodai, this was huge for him in so many ways. He said he tried to go to bed like midnight. He didn't fall asleep till like 5 a.m. Oh, my God. Knowing he did that bout on that little sleep. Yeah. I was like, oh, buddy, I so you, you he and I are wired the same. Uh, like I get so nervous, even if I'm really ready and prepared or skilled with something. I still get incredible stage fright. And I felt for him. I was like, God, I know that feeling. And the, also the being so hard on yourself, knowing how you tried to do everything right. You tried to sleep well. You tried to go in this level-headed. And he said he's never been as nervous in his entire career as he was before this match with Tobizaru. Oh, Yeah. Because he said it, he said it was my first time to meet him. And it was actually very, very difficult. And he, he said he'd never been this nervous ever in his sumo career. That was also including the last two previous grand tournaments, you know, mm-hmm. that he didn't win. Mm-hmm. And so in January and July, he said he came really close and failed. But those experiences helped him win this time. Yes, they did. Even the tiniest bit of focus amongst all of that brain rattle of nervousness mm-hmm. helped him. Mm-hmm. And so he earned his very first outstanding performance prize, his sixth Fighting Spirit Prize. And um, the biggest announcement uh, is basically he's going to be promoted to Oseki. Yeah, that came out later in the day. And that's real big news for him. That's, I think he's thrilled. I think 
what a day. I know. A day in your life where you win your very first tournament and then find out you get promoted. What a day. Yep. And he said Ozeki is definitely something that he aspired to be. And I think it's something that every single wrestler Rikishi wants. The idea that he could ever achieve this rank was unimaginable to him. So that was so neat. And Toby Zotter said about the whole experience, he said, that is the most fun I've ever had in a tournament. I really want to continue winning because I don't want people to think that this was just a fluke. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a fluke. No, I don't think so either. I think he's going to be somebody really exciting to watch for many, many Boshos to come. I'm really looking forward to the extra coverage that Shodai is going to get now. We're already seeing like childhood boy pictures of Shodai on social media, which we hadn't seen before. Shodai was kind of an enigma when we went through our Sanyaku spotlight. Yeah. So now we're going to find out more about him. Well, one thing that you should know is that he comes from Kuma, uh, Kumamoto Prefecture. Mm-hmm. He's always wanted to win for his hometown because his hometown was really, really uh, hit hard with heavy rains due to climate change and huge earthquakes. So they're like his small town has just kind of been beat to all hell and he's been doing his best to make them proud. So there was this video of like 200, 300 people all sitting together watching this bout. Mm-hmm. And when he won, just everyone went nuts and was screaming at his mother and his father and like childhood friends. And, and no, because no one has done that uh, in his small town or in, in his town for a really long time, a yeah. really, really long time. I and love Certainly it. not Ozeki status. So I love it when they cut to the parents and the friends and they're yeah. all crying yes. and cheering. It's, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's like the best reality TV sports combo coverage ever. Yeah. And we'll be getting coverage of his Ozeki's you know, promotion. He's going to be keeping his name. He's not going to, he's like one of five that have ever kept their real name who make it to Ozeki status. Takayasu was one of them, but he's keeping his given name as he moves into the promotion, which I think will be officially announced on the 30th, which is Wednesday. Okay. Um, But it's pretty much a sure thing. There's definitely going to be some changes in the Sanyaku ranks. A couple will be going away, uh, which will leave room for more. So it's going to be really exciting to watch what happens. Did we get a blackout bingo? No. On our card? But we did get our Kachikoshi bingo, which is awesome. I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. I bet we're going to play bingo again in the future. Yes. So keep your eyes open for that and definitely play. It's honestly makes day 14 and 15 even more exciting. Yeah. Could that be? But it does because I loved it because I ended up rooting for people that I never have rooted for before. Yeah. You know, I was like (laughs) screaming for for Ichinojo to get his Kachikoshi on the last day just so I could get the bingo square. So it's really fun for that reason. We'll be back at you every week until the next Boss Show talking about any number of sumo topics. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. And if you have a topic you'd like for us to cover, please reach out. However you can, socials or sumo kaboom at Gmail. Uh, let us know what you like to hear. So that's our style of sumo here at Sumo Kaboom. Please tune in again for more info on the sport we love. Until next time. I'm Laurie. And I'm Leslie. Thanks for listening. Sayonara. See y'all later. Mm-hmm.